Okay. Well, this is nice. Um, I'm going to paint a picture for you. I am sat in my living room, on my sofa, in my underwear. I've got a glass of uh, vodka and lemonade in one hand. I've got my Mac to my side. I put a really nice, cheap, uh, brown polyester throw over my sofa so that it doesn't make any any horrible kind of squeaky noises while I uncomfortably writhe around on here while I'm doing this. And yeah, I think I'm ready to go. Hi everyone, my name is Harry and you are listening to Chats in My Flat, a half hour glimpse at conversations happening on my sofa. I'll be talking to people about pop culture, who they are and what's been going on in the world for the last week. In today's episode, it's just me. I talk about why Pride Month has been awful so far, my Instagram feed looking like a polished turd, RuPaul breaking into my flat and beheading me, and I take your questions live on the podcast. So come sit on my sofa with me, subscribe on iTunes, and get ready to have a chat in my flat. So, um, I'm going to level with you. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Um, that's going to happen a lot. You're going to hear me say, um, a lot for probably at least the first few of these. I'm going to say right a lot. I'm going to say, okay, a lot. I'm going to try my best not to clap or snap my fingers or slap my legs or any of that annoying stuff that, you know, I do. If you've had any kind of verbal interaction with me in person, and I'm going to do my best to make this as, as nice and as painless as possible for those of you who are kind enough to listen. So this is kind of, this is the first one. I don't have anyone with me. It's just me by myself. Uh, it'd be a bit weird, a bit weird if I had someone with me and I'm sat here in my pants drinking. Um, but I think that's fine. I think it's fine to be a little weird and to be sat in your pants with or without someone with you. So what is this? Who am I and why should you care? This is uh, this is Chats in My Flat, podcast started by me, Harry. And why should you care? Well, I, I can't answer that. Um, but I'd really like it if you did, if you did care. Um, I'm sniffing a lot because I'm suffering with hay fever, which I thought really thought I'd grown out of. Uh, but unfortunately, it has come back to bite me in the ass once again. Um, so who am I? I'm, uh, I'm a photography student. I do a little bit of portraiture, um, some fashion stuff, a little bit of documentary, um, basically whatever, um, whatever I can get my hands on. I just really like taking pictures. I haven't always kind of followed photography. Um, I studied, uh, biomedical science at, at another uni before this. Uh, so I took kind of a really drastic change in, um, I was going to say ideals, but I don't think it's ideals. I took a drastic change in kind of trajectory through life. Um, just because I went to uni to do biomed because I was good at biology and chemistry in A-level and GCSE. And so I was like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go to, I'll go to uni. I'll study biomed. I'll graduate. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go into medicine and I'll become a GP and I'll make shitloads of money. And, um, that didn't, it didn't quite pan out like that. I instead went to uni, 
Uh, I left with a lot of debt and depression and, um, but I met some good people. I met some really good people. Um, and now here I am alone in my flat, in my pants, with a glass of vodka, uh, talking to myself. So as you can see, things are really kind of on the upswing for me, which is, I, I guess, fantastic. Um, so I don't really have anything to talk about today because I don't have anyone to kind of bounce off of. I guess it would be nice if I had someone here. I mean, I could talk about Pride Month. Um, it's Pride Month at the minute. And it's, um, I mean, it, it could be it could be going better. There are some pretty pretty gnarly things going on in the world as far as the kind of LGBT community is concerned. Um, I mean, let's, let's focus on some good things. Uh, Ecuador, they just voted to legalize same-sex marriage. Uh, Botswana just decriminalized homosexuality, which, which is amazing. Um, what else? See, that's it. Literally two things. Um, what else is good that's happened so far this Pride Month? I mean, we're... What is it? What is it today? It's the 14th. Um, so we're halfway through. But then London Pride happens in July. So what's the truth? Oh, Dan uh, Dan Howell came out yesterday, which is amazing. That's great for him. And, you know, it's... I think Pride Month's a really, really good time to... I mean, there's no set time to come out. You know, there's obviously National Coming Out Day and there's Pride Month and there's all this kind of stuff. But, But coming out is something that should kind of happen to you when you feel like you are ready. And there's no kind of set time. I personally, I I feel like I came out quite late. I came out when I was 18, kind of fully openly. And, uh, you know, there were people, people in, not necessarily when I was at secondary school, but when I got to sixth form, when I was 16, 17, you know, I I met kind of other gay people, other queer people, and didn't I guess kind of took it for granted how, well how I I I perceived them to be very comfortable in who they are, and that was something that I think I was kind of I was kind of jealous of to a point um, that I wasn't really there yet, and it's 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 kind of ridiculous thinking back on it um, to kind of harbor this. As, I mean, you know, we, you deal with kind of the internalized homophobia and things when you're, when you're a, uh, when you're a 16 year old little gay boy who's never, you know, had the chance to express or explore any of this. And you're, you've come from an all boys school where, you know, the word, well, where, you know, words are kind of banded around and used a lot and you kind of partake in it to survive and it's 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 a horrible kind of um whirlpool of thought to get sucked into so i'm going to steer away from that and try and keep this light-hearted um but yeah coming out is what i was talking about is um one you should only do it when you're ready some people don't have that opportunity it's taken from them uh, they're outed and that's awful but i think if you can kind of retain that uh that opportunity to hold on to your truth for as long as you can don't rush it and don't force it and don't do it until you're ready 
uh, or until you're in a place where you are safe to do so. Um, I, and, you know, I wish nothing but the best for, uh, for Dan after coming out after kind of all of the stuff I'm sure he's had to put up with on, in YouTube comments. I'm, I'm saying this, like he's going to be listening. He's obviously not going to be listening, but I know there, there might be someone listening who is, uh, who is not out and is considering coming out. And so I think don't rush it, hang in there. Uh, you'll know when you'll know when you're ready. The opportunity will present itself, and then you just gotta you just gotta take that jump. Um, that's all I can really say on coming out, I guess. Um, oh, also be ready to do it every day of your life. Uh, I feel I feel like that's a horrible thing to say and a horrible prospect uh, if you're not out. But it's not a one time thing. It's in, you do it every day. I've just started. Um, two new jobs and so I am kind of in that process of you know you get the oh do you have a girlfriend and I'm like well no I you know I have a boyfriend and it's uh it's always it's always fun to plunge people into a depth of being really uncomfortable in the middle of a conversation when they've just met you and they've put their foot in it um but yeah that's 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 about it for for coming out. And now we get onto all the really horrible stuff that's going on this Pride Month, uh, such as all of the all of the trans women of colour who are being murdered in the United States, and no one is talking about it. Uh, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, so uh, last week, Chanel Scurlock uh, was murdered, and it's awful because, like I said, nobody is talking about this. And she's, you know, she's the ninth black trans woman to be killed in the United States this year fifth in the last month and it's like can you imagine if five white conservative middle-class women had been murdered in the united states in the last month there would be it would be on the news every day until something was done about it you know i'm sure there'd probably be gun reforms then you know it's you know it's it's only it's only the most vulnerable members of society that are being gunned down uh you know the the you know queer people of color who are a minority and uh children uh so that's probably something that that would that would spur on some action but of course that's that's not happening so we won't dwell on that and um i just kind of want to highlight it because it's not something that i think people are really exposed to because like i said it doesn't really it doesn't really appear on the news um, I mean, I'm only really exposed to it because I follow a lot of queer people online on like Instagram, Twitter, um, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know what, uh, Darren is a great person to follow, uh, MX Darren on Instagram. They are incredible in their kind of voice that they project online. They do amazing things, uh, in kind of bringing information like this to the forefront of people's attention you know you can, you can fall into that mindless trap of just scrolling through instagram and double tapping everything you see and you're like oh this is pretty and you just carry on scrolling and you get a bit brain dead but i think when you follow when you follow people like darren they really kind of open your eyes to what's going on in the world um as well as being an inc- like just a genuinely like unashamedly them and they are so open and honest online um, about a lot of things, you know, about struggling with identity, 
uh, about their mental health. And so I think they are they are kind of a really, really good person to follow to to kind of take a break from that horrible, polished, turd like stream that just flows through Instagram, you know, which I'm guilty of playing into myself and getting wrapped up in and not really paying attention to anything else. Uh, so, uh, Darren, you are a really, really welcome break from the monotony of the shit that is on Instagram. What else is going on? Um, Mike Pence, that name always makes me kind of twitch and quiver a little bit. Uh, what's he up to? He is endorsing Trump's ban on pride flags at US embassies. Well, of course he is. Um, God, I think this is the first time I've actually taken like a proper look at this man's face. That's um, that's something. Um, so what's Trump up to apart from putting out a a hollow uh kind of endorsement of the LGBT community over Twitter, which it was it was it was so obviously not written by him, because when you when you look at it in comparison to the shit he's tweeting at 3am about Kim Jong-un and Kavafi and all that kind of shit. It was really eloquently worded, which I think is why it rubbed so many people up the wrong way, because it was just so obviously not him. And it was so obviously written by some poor intern at the White House who was like, you know, he's probably like, write something to make the gays happy. Um, And it's just not enough after all the abhorrent things that that... um, that that kind of I, what is the word for an like the American Parliament the Congress is that it for what that basically what Trump's administration that is the word what the Trump administration has done to LGBT people in the states is uh, it's abhorrent it's unforgivable and it's um, it's not going to be made up um, made up for with with a with a tweet or with LGBTQ for Trump t-shirts that is, um, that's the kind of whole topic of pink capitalism and all that fun stuff that comes with pride month. Um, I think if you're, if you're out there and you're a creative person and you're listening to this and you're being approached by uh, kind of big corporations, this pride season, and they're asking you to, you know, to participate in, their campaigns that they're putting forward for pride. I think, um, obviously I have, I'm I'm saying this and I'm like, I'm nothing. I'm an idiot on my sofa, uh, drinking by myself in my pads. But I, I think I've, I've seen a few people online that I follow who are kind of bigger, um, bigger creators and creative people that are struggling with the idea of kind of um, accepting offers from corporations in pride season, just because of the kind of um, the fact that this is the only time of year that they get approached and asked. And I think as far as I'm concerned, make hay while the sun is shining, while these kind of big corporations are willing to throw money at you. um, Don't let any of it hit the ground, pick it up, catch it and stuff those pockets and, and just run and take it. Um, that isn't really leading anywhere. Um, I've gone off on another weird and wonderful tangent as I'm prone to do. So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to refill my drink. Um, might go and change my pants over and I will see you in a sec. 
So while I'm off doing whatever it is that I do when there's no one around and I don't think that anyone can see me, I just want to give a really quick shout out to Joe Eccles. He's the guy who created the music that you heard at the beginning of the podcast and also all of the sound clips and jingles that I use to cut up my ramblings so that you guys don't get too bored. He's a really, really great guy and an incredibly talented musician, so you should definitely check him out on Spotify and SoundCloud where he goes by Echo. So back to the podcast and I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I feel like I can't say that. That RuPaul will appear in my flat and um, cut my head off with a lawsuit. Um, I've refilled my drink. I'm feeling good. I've calmed down a little bit after my rant about how bad uh, Pride Month is going so far. Um, actually, while I was while I was just kind of potting around my kitchen, um, I saw on Instagram uh, from Hoxton Mini Press new photo book for all of the photography and art nerds that might be listening. Uh, Urban Gypsies, and it looks stunning. It looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, who is it? Who's this shot by? Uh, Paul Wenham Clark. Uh, and it is, um, it's a kind of documentary piece about a group of travelers living beneath the Westway. You know, that, that awful, um, that awful stretch of dual carriageway, um, that kind of goes through Notting Hill, um, North Kensington kind of way. Um, they live underneath that in, um, in these kind of houses on bricks, kind of temp- not temporary housing, like the prefab, prefab housing, um, there are some really, really gorgeous images. I definitely go and look it up. Um, Urban Gypsies, Paul Wenham Clark, and it's it looks absolutely incredible. All of the kind of um, the big elaborate dresses that you consider with the um, kind of traveler community weddings. Uh, really, really interesting photos of their kind of their where they live uh there's this incredible photo of one of these kind of prefab houses with a van outside it uh just with the westway stretching over it and kind of blocks of flats in the background it's uh it looks absolutely incredible um i will probably end up getting my hand on a copy at some point um when i have some money and uh yeah just a little a little side note that kind of came to me while i was uh refilling my glass i'm going to try and stop saying uh so much going forwards i promise this is way more outside of my comfort zone than i thought it was going to be coming into it i like set up the mic put my headphones on open my mac and i was like i got this uh put myself a drink <laughs> sat down took my trousers off so i'm in my pants and um sat down in front of the mic and started absolutely shitting it i'm, I'm just kind of winging it and i'm really sorry that you are along for this horrible twisty turny ride what else has been going on this in the last couple of weeks oh there's all that all this shit about the um about the mps doing drugs and michael gove uh with his with his little cocaine habit i i think i'm just annoyed that michael gove is more cool than i am (laughs) he's had this kind of public scandal for doing coke I guess it kind of explains why all the pictures of him in the press, he's always running somewhere. He's just trying to burn off all that, all that pent up, uh, pent up energy from the old Columbia marching powder. 
Is that cocaine? I feel like that's cocaine. Um, in case you hadn't figured out from the way I'm talking about drugs, I am uh, definitely not cool enough to be to be even talking about drugs. Probably, it's just there's just so much that I'm really struggling at the minute when I scroll through Twitter and Facebook and things like that to figure out what are articles from like the onion and click hole and what is genuine news because it's all just kind of blurring into one at the minute. Um, like why is Ruth Langsford and Eamon Holmes, why are they weighing into, um, the kind of conservative leadership bids and all of this fun stuff and the nightmare that is the nightmarish blonde kind of gerbil that is Boris Johnson cartwheeling his way towards um, number 10. And, you know, Theresa's really fucked us over. Uh, she, she couldn't bear to just have kind of Brexit looming over her, um, over her legacy. She had to be like, you know what, let's just palm them off on someone who will be even worse than I was. And I'm I'm calling it now. Boris Johnson is going to be the leader of the Conservative Party, and that is all I'm going to say on politics because it's it's an awful, divisive subject uh, that should only be talked about when you want to remove people from your life. So that's enough on politics. I'm going to get to some of these questions. So I basically bribed and begged um, the people who follow me on Instagram. So ask me some questions. Cam has asked me, my friend needs help hiding a body. What should they do? Um, they should watch the movie Snatch. Uh, they should find a pig farm. And I think they can figure the rest out from there. Cam has also asked how to get creative work out into the real world. When you figure that out, let me know. I think the best thing you can kind of do is um, much like a lot of us are doing at the minute and just kind of piss into the wind and, and post it on Instagram and plaster it all over social media and hope that someone sees it and will, um, and will kind of, uh, humor you into letting you project your creative vision onto their child. Um, as in like project child, not actual child. Cam has also said, student portal is down and I can't access my grades. Should I wait or just die? Uh, I think just die is the is the best one to go for on that. Uh, Cam's last question is bottom-friendly meals. <laughs> um, uh, this, you know, this is the test to see whether my mum is listening to this. Just have a Tic Tac for lunch uh, and I think you'll be safe. Um, Shaw has asked me, do I prefer to shoot on location or in a studio? Um, I think it really depends. It depends on what it, what I'm shooting. Definitely. No, it really depends. I think since, since I've started the course, um, I've definitely loved shooting in the studio a lot just because I'd never really done it before. And so everything was new to me. And so everything was there to learn. And, um, I kind of just fell in love with it and started wanting to do everything in it. Even though my first project that I shot in the studio was awful. It was so bad. Um, I, 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 I put it up on my Insta and then I very quickly deleted it. I didn't archive it. I just deleted it. And then I deleted it off my hard drive after I knew I'd passed the unit because I just didn't want to look at it anymore. 
So it depends. I think for things like testing with models and kind of high street fashion, shooting on location is great because you can kind of tell more of a story um, with the location and you obviously don't have as much control over light and everything, but it can really help to kind of, it can, it can just help you build a bit more of a picture. Um, but then you can do that in the studio with light. It's, it's tough. It's difficult. Um, uh, split decision. I will say at the minute studio, I prefer to shoot, but that is uh, probably going to change in the next five seconds. So Shaw has also asked me, uh, which is my favorite Spice Girl? I mean, Victoria Beckham has all the most iconic lines in the Spice World movie. Um, what is it? Um, bloody Sunday drivers. Like, <laughs> um, I I think maybe yeah. But then she didn't she didn't go on the reunion, so I don't know if I can confidently say. Um, I don't know if I can confidently say Posh Spice. You know what? I really don't care that much about the Spice Girls. I feel I feel like does that make me a bad gay if I don't care about the Spice Girls? Aren't they at Wembley at the minute? I think I've seen a few people who are going to see them at Wembley. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you like the if you like the Spice Girls, then you know, live your dream. Go see them. Do do what you, do what you want to do. Oh, want to do? That's a Spice Girls reference. What's my McDonald's order? Ooh, this is a this is a seasonal question. In the summer, it's always like it's always nuggets. Twenty nuggets, twenty nuggets, two sweet and sour, and two sweet curry dips. Like that's it. I made a double cheeseburger if I'm feeling extra hollow. Um, uh, but then like in the winter, a wrap of the day is always good. I say I say a wrap of the day is always good. A wrap of the day is always good as long as it's the barbecue one. That's when a wrap of the day is good. Um, Connor has asked, where do I want to be in five years? Um, oh, that actually ties into, I completely missed Reggie. Um, what future goals for photography five, 10 years ahead? Um, five years. So five years time, I'll be what? Three years out of uni. Um, mate, I want to be like, I want to be using any leave of it as as like a stall while I shoot. No, um, that's ridiculous. Um, five years time, I would like to be. Um, I'd like to be earning a regular wage, uh, shooting rather than assisting or you know having to work in a shop part time. I think that's a good kind of achievable goal. Uh, earning a regular wage, doing what I enjoy, that'd be good. Pipe dream, but I've, yeah, I think I'd I'd be happy with that. Maybe, maybe looking to kind of be earning enough to maybe look at not renting a flat anymore. Five years, I'll be 27. I'll be nearly 30. So I feel like, yeah, I should probably be trying to not rent anymore. That's, I think that's a good, a good goal to have. Five years time, earning money consistently from shooting um, and working my way towards getting a mortgage. That's a really boring answer. Um, but that's, yeah, that's the truth. Um, Dan has asked, what do I look for most as a photographer? Is it angles, energy, uh, what? Um, 
I think money. Uh, <laughs> no, um, what do I look for most? Um, it's super cliche and and kind of dumb, but like a story. Because even you know, even with like a fashion shoot, you can have it can tell a story. Like it doesn't have to just be a flat image on paper or on a screen and that's it you know you can if you can evoke some kind of emotional response whether that be excitement through a really gorgeous fashion shot or sadness through a you know a really a really deep documentary piece or happiness through some kind of comedic thing like um a good friend of mine kai for our book project did a really really hilarious um a really hilarious project where he photoshopped the bikes out from underneath bikers around london um, and if you, I don't know whether there's any of it on his page, but if you head to the DGP, uh, Ravensbourne Instagram, so it's DGP underscore Ravensbourne, uh, you'll be able to see nine of his images from his book on there. Um, and they're just really good fun. So I think, um, what do I look for as a photographer is, um, a story or emotion or to, to kind of a, a way to convey emotion and make, make someone feel something by looking at it. Uh, Sam has asked, what are my thoughts on prints versus digital? Um, I, I, I mean, they're two different kind of games entirely, and it really depends on what it is, uh, and what the kind of end, end game of the, of the, of the project or shoot is, you know, if you're, if you're shooting something's kind of ultra I don't want to say traditional, but like like a documentary piece that has a really strong message. I feel like that's something that should be printed and tactile so that people can kind of really pick it up, get involved, like smell it, taste it, feel it. And um, really kind of, it's something that you should be able to get your hands on. But then something like fashion and beauty work where you've got kind of more vibrant colors that come across better on screen. Um, I think that's kind of where you should, where you should go with that. If that answers that, um, Sam has also asked what motivates you, um, fear, um, a hundred percent, uh, fear of failure, um, fear of failure. Um, my, my, like my, my fight or flight response is constantly on the verge of being triggered by everything and anything I come into contact with. Um, yeah. So fear, um, I'm a bit of a pessimist as well. So I think, I think that kind of ties into fear though. Cause I'm like, I'm afraid that what I produce will not be up to scratch. And so that kind of motivates me and drives me to carry on creating things and improving on things and doing things differently. Um, not only is, not only is my glass half empty, it's not what I ordered. Um, and that's, uh, that's kind of, yeah, that's how I kind of carry on pushing is just that kind of fear of stagnating and, and not kind of creating anything else. Um, and that kind of keeps me going. Kai. Oh, I just, I literally just talked about you. Kai has asked me, what is my favorite video game of all time? And what am I playing at the moment? Ooh, I think my favorite, my favorite video game series of all time is maybe the Jack and Daxter series, like from PS2 days. 
Um, what am I playing at the minute? I'm always playing Pokemon Go on my phone, if that counts as a video game. Um, really looking forward to Sword and Shield coming out. Playing Smash Bros on the Switch. I don't really have time at the minute. This is the first time in a long time that I've not kind of had things I should be doing in life as a priority and played video games instead. Uh, I feel like that's a good thing. Who? Well, what's next? Where am I? Nick. Uh, Nick has asked me... <laughs> what? Is that a football thing? I feel like that's football. I don't know who any of these people are. Um, opinions on Maurizio Sarri's move to Juventus. How will this affect Aaron Ramsey next season? All I have to say to that is... Um, did you see that ludicrous display last night? What was Wenger thinking sending Walker on that early? The thing about Arsenal is they always try and walk it in. If anybody gets that reference, if even one person, excluding Charlie, uh, can tell me what that is from, I will be very happy. Because um, it's, 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 it's kind of, I, I mean, it's m maybe not that niche. Um, it's kind of niche. Okay, um, Dom has asked me, how do I cope with situations that make me anxious? That's a really, really good question. I, I mean, like I said earlier, my, my fight or flight response is always like teetering on the edge of sending me into um, maximum overdrive. And I think um, for a long, long time, I avoided situations that made me anxious. Um, but then I just kind of realized that that wasn't leading to any growth. Um, you know, I wasn't, things weren't going to improve from avoiding the things. So I just started kind of throwing myself headfirst into these things. Um, so like nightclubs made me anxious. Uh, so I got a job as a nightclub photographer at the SU at my old uni. Um, and so it was just kind of a real baptism of fire because not only was I in a nightclub environment. I wasn't drunk and everyone around me was. Um, that was a really fun job, actually. Now that I look back on it, you get a real kind of Attenborough look at the human psyche. And um, it is really odd how kind of um, naturalistic it is when you watch people, like especially like a guy and a girl, like kind of when you see them like lock eyes and then they like make their way across the club to each other and they're like dancing. It's, it's, it's literally like a mating ritual. What was I talking about? Things that make me anxious. Um, yeah, I think coming from, coming from a place of, you know, dealing with anxiety, uh, it's so much easier said than done. But kind of running headfirst and confronting the things that are making you anxious, in my opinion, is, is much better than uh, ignoring them because you kind of actively grow and find ways to um, maneuver situations that make you anxious by immersing yourself in them. Indy, hey, um, Indiana has asked me, what should I be when I grow up? You should be, what should you be? You should be whatever you want to be. Don't kind of look at careers that are typically taken by women or like, just do what you want to do. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, and what do I do when I'm feeling down? Um, drink, cry. Uh, no, I, what do I do when I'm feeling down? 
I actually, I just made a book on this. So if you um, head over to my Instagram, which is at Mr. Harry Adams, you can see a book that I've made about the places people go to when they're trying to kind of find some headspace when they're feeling down. Um, mine is, uh, I live quite near Greenwich Park, so I wander over to the observatory uh, and kind of look out over Greenwich Park and the Queen's House and Royal Naval College. I think music, music is good. Um, you know, put your headphones on or in and, uh, list, you know, stare out a bus window and pretend you're in a music video is always, is always a go-to. Uh, don't listen to sad music to make yourself sadder. It's dumb. Eat some ice cream or some biscuits. Have a cup of tea. Healthy things. Do do things that are kind of healthy and promote healing and don't won't make you spiral. Um, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Indy. Thanks for helping me to end on such a uh, such a beautiful positive <laughs> note. Um, that was episode one. I did it. I've been talking for a long time and there is no way people are going to want to sit and listen to me talk for this long especially not with the amount of time I say uh, and yeah and like and okay and alright and all those horrible things that I use because I can't string a sentence together without losing my train of thought so yeah this has been Chats in My Flat this week I was by myself if you want to support the podcast I'm going to be trying to get it on iTunes and Spotify and all those kind of places so you can follow on Spotify subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leave a review would be really really helpful a lot of people who I've spoken to who do podcasts say the reviews are kind of like the 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 gold doubloon of getting your podcast noticed and getting it out there um, so if you enjoyed and you weren't too annoyed by all my weird idiosyncrasies then please consider leaving me a review uh, you can find me online at Mr. Harry Adams everywhere and um Thanks for listening.